The best and brightest physicians choose to work at Boston Medical Center. And now it's time to hear what they're saying. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole. We all know that a sunburn can be pretty painful, but it's not the only reason or even the most important reason for using sunscreen. My guest is Dr. Neelam Vashi. She's a dermatologist at Boston Medical Center. Dr. Vashi, tell us why sunscreen is so important besides just stopping a sunburn. Right. Sunscreen is very important. Just as you said, it it prevents sunburn, but it also reduces risk of skin cancer, and it helps prevent early signs of skin aging, such as wrinkles and brown spots that occur on sun-exposed areas. So is sunscreen safe for everybody? Really, who needs it? Is it safe to give to babies? Is it safe to give to people with very sensitive skin? Yeah, so everyone needs sunscreen. Um, Sunscreen use can help, as I said, prevent skin cancer by protecting one um, from the sun's harmful ultraviolet rays in old people and young people, those with sensitive skin. There's different formulations out there to um, allow for easy application and for one to, you know, like the sunscreen that they're using and to feel good on the skin. Tell us about ultraviolet rays. There's different types. We hear about UVA, UVB. What are the types that we're supposed to pretty well steer clear of? Sure. So um, when you look at a sunscreen, it will often be labeled as broad spectrum. And what that means is is, um, protecting one from UVA and UV rays, which can both cause sunburn and skin cancer. So now we see the numbers, and you say they say broad spectrum, but they also have an SPF on them. And some people buy 75, and some people buy 8. What does that SPF mean, and what numbers should we be buying? Right. So the numbers that we should be buying is um, when we see a sunscreen that has an SPF of 30 or higher. While SPF of 15 is the FDA's minimum recommendation for protection against skin cancer and sunburn, we as dermatologists and our academy recommend choosing a sunscreen with a SPF of at least 30. Getting the higher ones, does that matter? I've, I've heard differing opinions on whether or not 55, 60, 75, whether those are worth using or if 30 is really just sufficient. Yes, 30 is sufficient. Um, a SPF of 30 will block about 97% of the sun's UVB rays. Higher number SPFs block just slightly more of the sun's UVB rays, but no sunscreen can block 100% um, of the sun's rays. So it's, you know, it's also important to remember that high number SPF uh, lasts the same amount of time as low number SPF. So a high number SPF does not allow you to just spend additional time outdoors without reapplication. Um, all sunscreens should actually be applied approximately every two hours or according to the time on the label, even on cloudy days and after swimming or also even after sweating. What a good point that it doesn't necessarily give you more time. It's just a maybe a thicker substance or, you know, protects a little bit better. But how you said we should do it every two hours or so. What about going in water and stuff? We were talking about the label a little bit. So on the label, you'll see... um, You should see that it's broad spectrum, so that is, again, um, that means the sun protects against both UVB and UVA rays and helps prevent skin cancer and sunburn. The second thing one should look for is that SPF of 30 or higher. And then it's, um, we should look for, is it water resistant? So when it says water resistant, that means it's effective for up to 40 minutes in water. And when it says very water resistant, it's effective for up to 80 minutes in the water. 
water. Um, this means that the sunscreen will provide protection while swimming and, set, and sweating up to those times listed on the label. So I, I do believe that that's something important to look for also when um, purchasing a sunscreen. Uh, manufacturers, they used to be able to write waterproof or sweatproof, but they're actually banned um, from claiming that now because it was felt that those terms are misleading. So really, it should be this water-resistant term that one's looking for. Even when using a water-resistant sunscreen that will be effective for you know up to 40 minutes in water, it, one should still reapply after getting out of the water or after um, sweating a lot. Dr. Vashi, do sunscreens expire? So should we buy new sunscreen every year? So if you are using actually um, sunscreen every day and in the correct amount, a bottle shouldn't really last that long. Um, but if you do find a bottle, let's just say in your cabinet or drawer, and you haven't used it for some time, here's some guidelines you can follow. So the FDA actually requires that all sunscreens retain their original strength for at least three years. Some do include an expiration date. So if the expiration date has passed, I would recommend throwing it out. Um, if you buy an exp- or if you buy a sunscreen that does not have an expiration date on it, um, it may be hard to remember, but try writing the date that you bought it on the bottle. That way you'll know when to throw it out. Um, again, it stays good for at least three years. And then, you know, just if, if you look at a sunscreen and if there's visible signs that it just may no longer be good and that may just be obvious, um, any change in coloring in color or consistency just at that time is probably um, the right time to purchase a new bottle of sunscreen. Do you have a preference over creams versus some of these sprays that are out there? I mean, especially when we've got wiggling little ones and we're trying to get sunscreen on them. Does does that make a difference at all? The FDA continues to evaluate the safety and effectiveness of these spray sunscreens that can sometimes be easier to use. Uh, The challenge in using is that it's difficult to know if you've used enough uh, to cover all the sun-exposed areas. And so that just may result in inadequate coverage. Um, so when using a spray, I, I usually just say make sure to spray an adequate amount and then rub it in. Um, also, these spray sunscreens, it's important to avoid inhaling it. Never spray it um, in or around the mouth. Um, the other option is to just spray it on, onto one's hands and then apply it. So then one avoids inhaling it. and then. You brought up children, so I would just be very careful with children using the sprays. I personally, um, on my children, I use the creams and lotions, and just you know, be careful about you know, the direction of the wind, just to avoid inhalation. How about getting teens to use sunscreen, Doctor Vashi? Because of course they want to get a tan, and and appealing to their vanity or telling them they're going to get wrinkles. I don't know that that necessarily makes a difference at the, you know, if you tell them they're going to get skin cancer, they're not thinking long-term like that. Yeah, I think that instilling um, the importance of sun protection, a natural look at a young age is important. In today's time, yes, it's, you know, people want to tan and they want to go out to the sun. And it's hard for teenagers to, you know, see the long haul and that um, it can prevent skin cancer. But I, I do sometimes in my younger population, I found that actually advocating for the aging processes does, um, does help to, to promote some protective uh, behavior like brown spots and, and wrinkles. Sure, you scare them a little motivating. bit. Yeah, if you yeah. scare them a little bit, maybe then they, then they will, you know, adhere to a good sunscreen regimen. And 
What about vitamin D? Because now people are hearing vitamin D deficiency. Does using sunscreen limit the amount of vitamin D that you get? So if one is eating a good diet, um, there you should be able to get enough vitamin D. So if you're concerned that you're not getting enough uh, vitamin D, you should probably discuss your options for getting vitamin D with supplements with your doctor. And uh, many people can get the vitamin D they need from foods, vitamin supplements, and this approach can hopefully give you give one enough vitamin D without increasing the risk for cancer. Because, um, you know, overall, yes, sunscreen may decrease your skin's production of vitamin D, but I think if eaten in other ways, like food and vitamins, um, one should be okay. What about the products that combine sunscreen with bug repellent? So I usually, for the... Those kind of products, I usually just uh, recommend using them separately. I think that just using a bug repellent and a sunscreen individually rather than the combined products is better. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Vashi, with your best advice, what you tell people every day about preventing skin cancer, which can be so insidious, by using sunscreen, a simple solution, and what you want people to know about UVA protection and the SPF that's on the label, kind of put it in a nice, neat little package for us. Sure. So in summary, I believe and believe as dermatologists that everybody needs sunscreen. Sunscreen use can help prevent skin cancer by protecting one from the sun's harmful rays. And anyone can get skin cancer regardless of age, gender, or race. And in fact, it is estimated that one in five Americans will develop skin cancer in their lifetime. So to prevent skin cancer and to help prevent early signs of skin aging, wrinkles, and brown spots, um, overall, we recommend looking for a sunscreen that has on its label that is broad spectrum, has an SPF of 30 or higher. So taking all of those measures should ensure that your skin is properly protected from the sun. Thank you so much, Dr. Vashi, for being with us today, for sharing your expertise in this really important topic. As we come into the summer months, it's important that people understand what SPF means and how to use sunscreen properly. This is Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. For more information, you can go to bmc.org. That's bmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.